Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s inspired style and cutting edge performance technology with its sleek mid cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi piece upper construction delivers high energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. Wow, wow, wow. Welcome to this championship edition of TC Live in Cincinnati. We are presented by Cadillac. The biggest trophies before the U.S. Open being handed out today. We will get you out to the trophy ceremony on center court momentarily. But what did we just witness? The master of Masters events continuing to cement his status as the greatest ever. Novak Djokovic coming back for his third title in Cincy. Record-extending 39th Masters title and 95th title overall. Nearly four hours of work, a three-set battle to take out Carlos Alcaraz. Steve Weissman, Chanda Rubin, Andy Roddick with you here on TC Live. We will get you back out to Cincinnati here from both Novak Djokovic as well as Carlos Alcaraz. I I know, Andy, we like to hype things in the moment, but was that the greatest, best two out of three sets match you have ever witnessed? So I know one thing for certain, Steve. I, I I don't know if it is, but I also don't think you're nuts for actually saying it is in the moment. I don't think that's hyperbolic at all. That's one of the most physical, well-executed battles full of drama with a crowd that was absolutely just there for it. There's no criticisms on either side. Maybe Alcaraz plays a loose game uh, in the third set there, but like that's bound to happen over four hours of tennis. Uh, Novak digging deep. I, I thought he was cooked an hour into the match. And then all of a sudden you look up and it's three hours and 50 minutes total time. And he looks better than he did in the first set. Uh, Alcaraz just absolutely like cold blooded hitting winners down match points, hitting winners upset point. I mean, it was just everything you would have wanted. Like we hype up a lot of matchups and we get carried away sometimes. I, I don't know that the hype could have been overstated for this one. Yeah, I mean, how lucky are we that we get to witness this type of battle between an already all-time great and one that is probably going to become an all-time great in Carlos Alcaraz. And, you know, two hours before that match finished, we thought Novak Djokovic was done. He just looked like he didn't have enough left in the tank. But true champion style, he kept fighting, battling, long enough for him, for him to feel a little bit better. And here we are almost two and a half hours later with this type of battle, that type of tennis at the end. It was insane at moments. I'm in the studio screaming. And, you know, I don't get too excited over most matches, but this was incredible stuff. And on the heels of Wimbledon, them playing in the finals of Wimbledon to have this match in Cincinnati, boy, I'm looking forward to the U.S. Open, and, and hopefully we'll see another one. You said, Jay, you were like, I want to bottle up this match and have it every tournament. Because, you know, listen, Andy, what we, what we saw at Roland Garros, Alcaraz's body broke down there. And then he comes back, wins at Wimbledon. Once again, we saw the hand start to cramp at the end of this match. And the physicality, how about a 36-year-old out-physicaling once again a 20-year-old? Yeah, but let's 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 give some fair context, Steve. Like, Novak didn't have his body completely figured out when he was 20 years old either, right? Like, the book used to be, let's extend rallies. Like, what I used to try to do when I was playing Novak would now be a suicide mission against Novak. So we do need to give Carlos... The, the, the appropriate amount of time to figure out uh, his body. I changed midway through. Diet can make a huge difference, but it's trial and error, right? So it, but w- there's two things. We shouldn't criticize Carlos too much. It was extremely physical. He played a long three-setter yesterday, the day before that, the day before that, and the day before that. And now that's, that's, that's on the side now, okay? Novak is an absolute specimen at 36 years old to be able to go out and do that especially recovering once the sun went down it changed something so it was the sun it was the heat then once the 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 conditions became a little more muted he took some breaks he figured out a way to ask permission to go and change his clothes the umpire said okay we can talk all night whether or not that was the right call but like we can't be mad at novak for asking the question it's the umpire's job to enforce the rules so he shouldn't take the direct criticism from that and i hope he doesn't but Finding a way to get through that one way or the other. Listen, Carlos is already an hour and a half better than he is normally when in extreme conditions when he gets to cramps. Sinner was like 220. Nori last year was 220 at this exact tournament. The French Open, it was about the 220 mark. Now we're talking about the 350 mark. Same problem, 
but it's getting better. That's progress. And, and certainly had chances. He, he had his own championship point, right? And, and Novak, it took five championship points to get it done. Let's talk a little bit about the tennis. We will get you back out to that trophy ceremony whenever it begins. Hear from both Alcaraz and Djokovic. Jim Courier said on the broadcast, he's never seen Djokovic volley this well. What was the difference strategically in this match? You know, I was just impressed with how they kept trying to throw different things into the match. They were taking what they were getting from how well the guy on the other side of the court was playing, what he was doing. We saw Djokovic make that adjustment, start coming in a little bit more. That shortened the points. It allowed him to get even more of his physicality back um, in that match. And it just shows you how he continues to look to improve. We've been seeing Novak Djokovic play a lot of doubles uh, over the last year year, year and a half, that has helped his singles game. And in a moment like that is where it comes into play. And so it was just phenomenal for me to see, you know, the back and forth that was going on and how the, they were making these adjustments and Djokovic serving and volleying. I didn't have that on the card deep into the third set. But Alcaraz then fought back and started doing it. So it was just fun to watch the interplay, the back and forth, and how they kept trying to make those little adjustments. That is difficult to do, especially after such a long match and the physical strain that they were both under was incredible. One of the most incredible matches you will ever see. Carlos Alcaraz does remain world number one. Let's send you back out to Cincinnati right now and listen in as Carlos Alcaraz talking after this match. Good evening, everyone. Uh, <laughs> it's gonna be tough for me. It's gonna be tough for me uh, to talk right now, but I try. I try to, to do my best. Uh, first of all, I want to congratulate Novak once again. Uh, it's amazing uh, playing against you, sharing the court with you, learning from you. So so close. So this uh, this match was uh, really close, but uh, uh, I, I learned a, a lot from a champion like like you. So congratulations to you and your team. Uh, <laughs> then I, I want to, to say thank you to, to my team. But, uh, We, we are working really, really hard, you know, to, to stay in, in this stage, to, to play this, this kind of matches, these finals. Uh, I'm grateful to, to have a team like, like I have, like you guys. Uh, it's amazing to, to work with you. Uh, I want to say thank you. To thank you not only in the professional part, but even in the personal part. You, uh, yeah, you are a great example for, for me that uh, I learned from, from you uh, every day. So I want to say thank you to, to all of you. And then I have my brother here as well. It's... Uh, It's great to, to have you here supporting me every, every day, uh, to make me uh, be a better person every day, uh, learning from you as well. So thank you, thank you very much for, for being with me this in this, in this day. Thank you. And then Cincinnati, I, uh, I just can say thank you to all the support since day one. Has been amazing to, to play in front of you. Uh, as I said uh, yesterday, uh, they say it's, uh, Cincinnati love me, but uh, I love Cincinnati. I will. I'll be back. I'll be back stronger. Thank you very much. Thank you. Once again, let's hear it for Carlos Alcaraz, everyone, one more time. And Novak, it's your third title here, your 95th career singles title. Let's get your champion up here to get his beautiful 
Rookwood Trophy. Novak getting his newly designed Rookwood Trophy from John Barrett. Novak, I think a lot of people would love to hear from you right now, for sure. <laughs> well, uh, so much uh, to say and so little energy, to be honest. Um, I would like to return the, the respect to Carlos and his team. Uh, you know, I, I think we all lost uh, praise words for what you are doing on the court and off the court. You're an incredible person and a champion. Congratulations on an uh, amazing career so far. You know, uh, a lot of the players uh, never managed to, to reach those heights in the entire careers, and you, you, you managed to, what you managed to do in the last two, three years is unbelievable. So well done, and good luck to you and your team for the rest of the year. Boy, you never give up, man. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I love that about you, but you know, sometimes I wish that you maybe play a few points just like this, you know. <laughs> Spanish never die. Okay, good. I, I, I've heard that before, you know. <laughs> or, or I've experienced this before. Maybe not like this, or maybe yes. I don't know. I really don't know anymore. What I want to say is that uh, um, next, I want to thank my team for going through highs and lows with me again and again. Uh, yeah, I, I don't know sometimes how you guys do it, how you get along with me, but, uh, but thank you. Thank you for, for sticking there and uh, staying. Um, in the difficult moments uh, throughout my career, but you know, also today, we, it's been a roller coaster. One, of, definitely one of the toughest uh, and most exciting matches I was ever part of on any tournament. Definitely today. It did feel like a Grand Slam final, even more than that. To be honest, you know, every every. <laughs> Every match that we play against each other goes, goes the distance, so uh, yeah, I'm hoping I, I, we can play in some week's time in New York. That would be nice. That would be nice. For the crowd. I don't know about me. It would be nice. <laughs> um, and I got emotional when you talked with your brother, because uh, today uh, it's my brother's birthday. He's not with me, but I want to... I want to say happy birthday to my brother. I love you. Jusko volinte, ne dostešmi. I miss you. I miss all the family. Uh, you know, sometimes we take for granted uh, all these trips and uh, journeys that we have uh, away from uh, from home. Uh, sometimes it's, it's a couple of months away from from the dear ones and. Uh, of course, there are tougher things in life and people that are experiencing much more difficult things than we do, but uh, I think it's worth acknowledging the emotional support and connection that we have with our dear ones, and uh, I just wish uh, to give them uh, one big uh, hug from here. Thank you very much for supporting me. Last but not least, uh, you, the fans, amazing support, amazing crowd, amazing energy today and all the week as well. You guys are one of the biggest reasons why we're still playing. I mean, while I still play, he's just starting. Uh, I mean, uh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's been, uh, it's been 20 years of professional career and uh, these moments and these kind of matches and experiences that I get to go through on the court are the very reason why I'm still, you know, pushing myself day in, day out, trying to get the maximum out of myself and my team to, to be in front of you. So thank you so much once again. Love you. See you soon. 
Novak, if I can get you to stand there. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present to you your 2023 Western and Southern Open men's singles champion, Novak Djokovic. Well, absolutely beautiful words from both players there at the end. 95th career title for Novak Djokovic, third in Cincinnati. 1,069 wins overall, third place alone, breaking a tie with Rafa Nadal and Yvonne Lendl. And you could hear from both players exactly what it meant. Novak Djokovic saying it felt like a Grand Slam final and hoping to once again play Carlos Alcaraz in a few weeks in New York. That would be a final at the U.S. Open. Already met the final of Wimbledon this year. This rivalry now all tied two apiece. Saw them play at Roland Garros. Djokovic got the win this year at Wimbledon. It was Alcaraz here in Cincinnati once again. Novak Djokovic, what a special moment, Chanda, between these two. Uh, it's incredible. And we look at the tennis that they played, and it seems not even human. It seems beyond human. But then you hear them speak during the ceremony and the expressions that they're making, the emotions, the humanness that mm. they are really showing us and giving some insight into. It was just fantastic. And, you know, so exciting that you have these two champions who are at the top of the game and we are looking forward to so many more battles and so many more of these mom moments that we really cherish as well as fans. Absolutely. Andy, what's your reaction to what you heard on court? Yeah, that was my, one, one of my favorite uh, speeches Novak's ever given. I think he was so exhausted that it, the words kind of just flowed out. I don't think there was anything planned. I don't think there was anything performative. I think he just said what he thought. And the, the respect between the two is really kind of the fabric of, of champions, right? They understand what the other one is trying to go through. There's that shared experience where they've been on the court for the last four hours. Carlos completely understands what Novak is, and Novak completely understands and gives legitimacy to what Carlos might be and what he is currently, right? Uh, mentioning that, um, and then talking about the shared, you know, the, the teams and the brothers and kind of finding common ground, um, even, even after this battle, I, I thought it was, I thought it was phenomenal. Two heroes with a whole lot of humanity. Andy, I want you to take us through some of these championship points that we saw in this match, the way Carlos Alcaraz was able to save some of them, and then in the end, how Djokovic was able to win. Yeah, and just the cold. Listen, that's not an easy volley. And then to just play these points out, the courage to serve in volley and actually execute uh, time after time. And this one was just bananas, Steve. I mean, this, this sort of athleticism, to slide that up the line, I mean, even Novak had a smile like, okay, well, that's different. It's like he's... He's like on turbo mode on a video game or something. And obviously, the best thing you could possibly see when someone's trying to serve it out is you get a little help from your friend, right? Get a little double fall. But just cold talking that winner, and I think it was at 98 miles per hour, if I remember Jim saying it uh, correctly. Uh, and that wasn't the only one. I mean, he was doing that all day. And then this was a Grand Slam reaction, right? We've seen Novak. It is so uh, normal for him to win these big tournaments now. But you don't see that reaction unless he's in a slam. That was the quality of this match. That was the moment created uh, by these two. And listen, you can see it right there. He, don't, he doesn't normally waste the shirt rips on, uh, on a Masters 1000. I'll tell you that right now. That was, <laughs> that was phenomenal. That was. That was a major reaction from Novak Djokovic. Everything about it. And he even said it afterwards, Chanda. Yeah. That, that, that's yep. what it felt like to him. Yeah, he said it was the most exciting match that he can ever remember playing. That is saying a lot because he has been in some incredible matches, uh, some incredible bad battles for the ages against other all-time greats. So, you know, the shirt rip, I was here for it. I felt it. it. It made sense in that moment. And I was like, can I do that? Can, can I? No, I don't think I can. <laughs> uh, but it, it's just incredible stuff. And you see how in the moment both he and Carlos Alcaraz was, and, and he was as well. And that's what we got at the end of that match. That reaction was him putting everything into it and finally, you know, coming out on top. It's incredible what he's able to accomplish. Ninth title that he's won, having saved match point on the way to that title for Novak Djokovic. Now 7-0. In deciding set tie breaks in Masters and major finals, that is the clutchness of Novak Djokovic. And, and he's still out on the court. I mean, so much to say, so little energy. He still has it for the fans. And that's something we saw this entire week, Andy. The fans in Cincinnati absolutely embracing Novak Djokovic. Well, embracing Novak, but also embracing the whole tournament. I mean, by all accounts, 
the tournament was heaving, you know, from 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 the practice courts to the sessions. And obviously they want to the, the, what you go to a sporting event for, Steve, is to see greatness in action. Right. You, you actually want to witness that with your own eyeballs. And and obviously Novak coming coming back to the States for the first time in a couple of years, you know, they, they wanted to see him again. And now they were going nuts for for Carlos Alcaraz. He's like the Beatles of tennis at this point. Uh, but there's a certain respect level where it's like, OK, you won the most statistically you're unparalleled on the on the men's side ever so listen this is this is a bit of a victory lap for him with his accomplishments that he's amassed for the last two years the last time we saw him he played a very average match uh, in the final against daniel medvedev when he was going for for history uh, in in another way and so to to have him come back and have this dramatic a moment it's a, a pretty decent re-entry steve we have not heard the last from Novak Djokovic. He will be joining Prakash on our Tennis Channel desk in Cincinnati. So looking forward to hearing that as well. What does this mean for Novak Djokovic heading to New York, getting this title in Cincy? I mean, he can uh, certainly say you know, exactly what it means for him and, and you know where he was mentally. I felt like coming into this event, he just looked like he was ready. His game was on. He was you know, working on being more aggressive. We saw him looking up the line to, to open up the court more often. Maybe he had... Uh, the match against Alcaraz in his sights even then at the start of the event. I think for the U.S. Open, it's more of that mindset. I mean, he is peaking for majors. That is the focus for Djokovic at this stage of his career. But a big match like this really puts him well on his way to having that confidence he needs to do it again in New York. And I'm looking forward to seeing kind of how he starts out, having this week uh, to rest and kind of recover, reset, uh, for lack of a better word. But he's had some terrific matches and I think just enough tennis mm. to put him in the perfect position for him going into U.S. Open. Cannot wait for that and cannot wait to see Prakash with Novak Djokovic. That's coming up in a few minutes. But first, we had an incredible final earlier today as well on the women's side. How about Coco Goff? We've got to show you this match against Karolina Muchova meeting for the first time. Both playing their first WTA 1000 final. Chanda, the summer of Coco continues. Yeah, and, you know, Goff, she just looked so poised, played within herself. This was an incredible shot. After, you know, a little back and forth early in the match, she settled into it beautifully there, the little slice forehand lob. Most of us won't even think of a shot like that, and she was able to play it under pressure against Muhova coming in and trying to throw everything she could at golf, but she kept coming up with the passing shots, forehands like that one. I mean, she was leaning into the ball, and it was a lot of fun to see. And when she needed to, she got more solid and just hung in rallies. And at the end of the first set, you could see her confidence rise. Muhova didn't go away, though. She kept trying to work through uh, the, the golf defenses. Maybe was a little bit tired. Muhova had a battle her previous match. Golf was fresh, and she played like it. And what a terrific win in the end, her biggest title yet. Yeah, fifth overall, third this year. First 1,000-level title for Coco Golf. Let's hear from her after. You've won 23 out of your last 26 sets. You are, you know, what athletes dream about, being really in the zone. What does that feel like? Can you describe what that's like? Um, it's just fighting for every point and just, you know, accepting the good with the bad. You know, not every shot is going to go your way. Not every game is going to go your way. But the most important thing is that you reset. I wasn't really thinking about the set record. You know, a match win is a match win. Yeah. Obviously, if you can do it in straights, that's better. But if not, you know, it's a, it's a marathon, not a sprint it's in, the, in the sport of tennis. Oh, she's the youngest woman to win the title in Cincinnati as we take a look at what she's able to accomplish. Five and one in finals. First teenager to win three titles in a year since Bianca Andreescu did it. First to win five career titles since Caroline Wozniacki back in 2009. And how about this? Since losing first round of Wimbledon, Coco won D.C., made the quarters in Canada, beat Iga for the very first time, and won Cincinnati. Andy, what's the biggest difference you have seen in her game? Well, one, you, you read these stats, and it's a healthy exercise to remind ourselves that Coco Goff is still a teenager. Um, secondly, uh, some obvious adjustments. She's going much bigger on the first serve, right? She's willing to give up the percentage to try to win uh, more first serve points uh, straight away off the serve. I think that becomes a lot easier decision when she's defending your second serve better, right? And that comes down to sticking the cross-court forehand, not hit, leaving the spinny one in the middle, creating that uh, spin profile when going up the line and then just taking uh, absolute cuts to the backhand 
down the line, cross court, playing against people's movement, uh, deciding that she's going to come in before she actually hits the approach shot, right? It's not this hit it, wait and see if, if someone's bleeding and then go in. Uh, so there's just a lot more confidence with everything. The return position seems like it's a half a step to a full step right, challenging people to go after her stronger side on the serve. Uh, you know, so that there are a lot of kind of adjustments, and I say adjustments because it doesn't look like they're wholesale changes. It looks like it's commitment to patterns, placement, and, and uh, shot profiles, and she's doing it brilliantly. Certainly credit to the new coaching team, but Coco got it done on the court. Coco executed, and she has to take the majority of the credit for what she's accomplished out there. Well, you know, sometimes you get with a, a new coaching team, and that voice, the change in the voice, the way they convey information, how they get you to understand what you need to do, that makes a huge difference. And at this level, all you need, you know, are sometimes small changes and small improvements. And it, when we look at it on court and how it manifests, it becomes a bigger deal. But in reality, it's the small things. It's her mindset, being more aggressive-minded on the forehand, looking to step in on returns and actually attack second serve. Sometimes, you know, she would sit back and just be get returns in and be comfortable doing that because she's so quick. Um, but when she's acting on the ball and she's actually trying, you know, to generate certain, certain shots from her opponents, it elevates her game tremendously. And there were a few times today where I saw Goff looking to run around and hit forehands. She wasn't just settling for the backhand. And I said, yes, <laughs> there it is. I mean, I was here for it. It was amazing to see the change in her mindset and how it has, you know, made huge changes in her game. Yeah, manifesting to a couple of titles and Andy back in 2003 you had an incredible summer right you won Indianapolis you won Canada you won Cincy then you won the U.S. Open what advice would you have for Coco Goff to continue and carry this momentum to New York she doesn't need my advice she she's she's got the team that was right there for it so she's the last thing she needs is my advice uh she's well centered we've never questioned her maturity and her ability to deal with the spotlight uh what we questioned were frankly weaknesses in her game which she's lar largely fixed this summer, right? She's figured out a way to implement what she has in a more effective way. So none of the question marks for me are ever around, hey, going into New York, you're going to have to deal with this, deal with that. I don't worry about that with Coco. I worry about the balls and strikes on the court. And I worry a lot less about those now than I did a month ago uh, after Wimbledon. I mean, this, this kind of about face and what she's been able to do on a very, very short timeline and how she's talked about uh, her attitude adjustment post-Wimbledon, right? I can either let this define me or I can get right back to work and show that it was an outlier. I just love everything about Coco Golf, and I love that she's actually getting the results now uh, on the big stages against the Sviatek in the finals, winning tournaments on, on home soil. Just so many uh, massive, massive career stepping stones in a very short amount of time. I keep going back to what she told Prakash after the semifinals. I am Coco Golf, and I'm going to win. I am a warrior, and that attitude is going to take her Big places, hopefully in New York. We'll see what happens. By the way, with Jesse Pagula winning in Canada and Coco winning in Cincinnati, first time in two decades, American women have swept those two titles heading to New York. Stars and Stripes doing really well. And when we come back, more from Novak Djokovic. Hopefully he will be on the desk in Cincinnati with Prakash Amitraj. Do not go anywhere. You're watching TC Live. Introducing Coco Golf's signature shoe, more than just a tennis shoe. It's a fusion of 90s-inspired style and cutting-edge performance technology with its sleek mid-cut silhouette. It's designed to enhance speed and power on the court. The multi-piece upper construction delivers high-energy return for players of all levels. Whether you're a seasoned pro or just starting out, the Coco CG1 empowers you to dominate the game. Learn more and purchase the Coco CG1 at NewBalance.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Back on TC Live, this is the moment. Fifth championship point for Novak Djokovic. He said it felt like a Grand Slam final. Andy Roddick said that is a Grand Slam emotional reaction. Falls down on the court. After that, he would rip off the shirt. Nearly four hours of work 
And Novak Djokovic now on our Tennis Channel desk in Cincinnati with Prakash. Take it away, my man. Steve, thank you. <laughs> Novak, what a guy. What a guy you are. That was one of the most special things we could have, we could have possibly witnessed. I, I don't know where to begin, but just first, with your condition. From where you were at a set and 4-2 down, how on earth did you manage to arrive where you arrived? I don't know, man. I don't know. Um, so much to talk and uh, not much energy left <laughs> in the tank, to be honest. Uh, it's been a roller coaster ride for both of us. I think I started off well. Uh, really hot conditions during the day. We played almost four hours, and I think each hour the conditions on the court were changing. So it was becoming easier to play on the court because you didn't have sun and then the heat, you know, being absorbed by the hard court and, and evaporating up there. And, you know, that makes it even even hotter on the court, you know. So I was really struggling. I felt like I had a, a heat stroke or something at the beginning. And, you know, he was set in, in a break up. He was in a cruise control. And, uh, yeah, I just played one solid game from a, from a, from a part of the court where we had a shadow. And, uh, and all of a sudden, I said, you know what, maybe I'll have a chance, you know, to come back. And um, I fought through and I believed, saved match point. Uh, then, you know, he saved some incredible match points. And I, I played a really tight game, uh, closed the match at 5-4 in the third. Some amazing points, uh, athleticism from both players. I mean, this has been one of the most exciting, uh, most complete, uh, and the toughest matches I was ever part of, no doubt. You're talking about complete. We, we saw every shot imaginable. And then, quite frankly, I think we saw a couple of shots that we've never imagined also. <laughs> as far as strategy yeah. back and forth, because it seemed like you were, you know, topping each other, are you just reacting from the gut? H how, how did you see the ebbs and flows of strategy? I mean, you don't have really uh, so much time to think. Um, you know, once the... The both players start to feel comfortable and get used to each other's game and the conditions then you know it's it's amazing you know we had so many rallies in the third set uh, much more than in maybe the first two sets and uh, less mistakes right so the quality of tennis increased and then obviously each rally takes out your legs and your 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 air from your lungs so so you don't have much time you have 20 seconds or whatever uh, to, to regroup and, and, and move on and the heart rate and heartbeat is 300 and you know so you're just sometimes you're going automatically you know from one end to another and just hoping that you'll you'll connect with the ball in the right way that you will be able to make your opponent suffer on the court and make him guess uh, well look you know at the third set I, I thought I, I played well I had plenty of chances to, to break his serve every single time, uh, and that match point of 5-3, <laughs> you know, <laughs> I was like, man, come on, just give up, you know, give me this ball, you know what I mean? He just gets so many balls back, it's it's uh, it's amazing. I mean, uh, it's it's a thrill to play against him, but at the same time, it's also a lot of suffering. Uh, it's, it's, you know, as good as it gets in terms of performance for the crowd, I hope everyone enjoyed it because we certainly, didn't enjoy as much <laughs> on the court, but I think when it's all done and dusted, you know, we can we can both be proud of the fight. Novak, what we saw today, it, it it wasn't very much about tennis. There was there was so much more that we saw. And my question is, you know, with all this experience you have at this age, with all of the wisdom, everything you've been through, the suffering and so many matches, do you feel you're able to dig deeper now than you than you ever have? Well, I I, I need to believe I can. And I am believing that I can, and I'm telling myself that that kind of mindset and nurturing that kind of mindset is the only way for me to be able to compete with the young guys. Like Alcaraz, for example, obviously that is, you know, the leader of new generation and what he has done in the last 24 months is, you know, it's, it's difficult to, to find any more positive words than we already have said about him. I mean, praise is there, incredible guy. He he really carries himself so well on and off the court, uh, amazing player. So, you know, the only way for me to keep going at this age is, you know, probably even more, increase even more the work, right, the load, then day in, day out, really think about every single detail of my career, my life, what will help me 
maintain the, the high level. Um, and these, as I said on the court, are moments and matches and experiences that I, you know, that justify all the hard days and hard work when maybe I'm not as motivated as I was maybe 15 years ago when I was a, a young boy still hungry. I'm still hungry. Uh, by the way, I'm very hungry now. I haven't eaten any the whole day. Uh, but but it's different nowadays. You know, it's different. I I gotta I gotta pick and choose where I want to pick. I gotta you know work smart in a way. Uh, you know, build uh, a strategy with my team in terms of the preparation and training and approach, which will be, allow me to 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 um, excel in the tournaments where I want to. And you know, U.S. Open. And the Grand Slams are, are my biggest goals of the year. And of course, coming here to Cincinnati, I didn't know, you know, I didn't play hardcore tournaments since February. I didn't know how I'm going to feel, how I'm going to start playing. Haven't been to States in two years. So I was excited. I was looking to get a few matches, hopefully, under my belt before New York. Uh, I couldn't ask for, for a better tournament than this one, honestly. Up, up to the finals, I had, haven't dropped the set, played great tennis. Uh, today, you know, uh, I guess best way to crown, to crown this week. You're a gift, brother. You're a gift. Thank, Thank you, you, man. Thank, Thank you. you for it all. Steve is the man. Awesome job all week long, Prakash, and uh, always great to get those insights from such a champion, such a, a genius of a human to see what Novak Djokovic is going through. Said one of the most complete and toughest matches that he has ever played, Andy. And, and what I took out of that was a, a lot of talk about suffering and going through that. And as somebody that, that's been on the court for hours and hours, kind of tell us what that means and what he's talking about. Yeah, you're, you're literally promising yourself that if you can get just just get through the next three minutes that everything's going to be okay. And then all of a sudden you're, you're, you're still there three, three hours later saying the same thing. Um, but, but it is about that. You know, it is about suffering maybe better than your opponent does that day. And uh, I, I actually uh, came off the court one time in Australia, and I think Novak might put things uh, in, in, in a similar light as what I'm about to tell you. But I came off and, you know, my idol, Andre Agassi, was in, was in the, the training room getting ready to go on for his match. And I think I'd finished a five-setter or something. It was super hot. You know, it was one of those days in Australia where you felt like you were playing in a hairdryer. And uh, I came off, I'm like, man, this heat is just impossible. He goes, he goes, what are you talking about? I said, the heat is absurd. Like, well, I, 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 I'm pretty sure I was straightforward with what I was saying. And he goes, how many people on earth only have to be better than one person per day at their job? And just the champions and the way they're able to frame things where it's like, okay, well, I'm the dummy for even mentioning the fact that it's 150 <laughs> degrees uh, on court. But they have a way of framing that 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 ability to suffer in, in a different way. And I, I, I like hearing uh, Novak call balls and strikes uh, on the desk. It's, uh, you know, I always kind of listen in and, and try to learn something. Yeah, th thank you so much for sharing that story. That that's I, I, There aren't a lot of jobs where you just got to be one guy in a certain day. But if that guy's Carlos Alcaraz, there's going to be a whole lot of suffering involved yeah, suffer. <laughs> in, that, in that journey. All right, we got to check back in with Chanda's results from yesterday, picking up a win herself, because guess what? Coco got you that victory. I'm just glad for Coco. I mean, I'll take the $5.88 of Chanda Bucks as well. But she got a much bigger check, Steve, and that's mm, what matters. That, that is what matters. Our FanDuel pick of the day results. Chanda now with 45 wins on the season. Well, we got more trophies to hand out. How about Taylor Townsend playing doubles this week with Alicia Parks, taking on Nicole Melikar and Ellen Perez in the final. You called it, Chanda. Uh, this was a terrific match, and Parks and Townsend got off to a nice start, but it was Melikar, Martinez, and Perez that got the first set, but this was the first break of the match. Townsend uh, with the shot up the line. That gave them that extra boost of confidence, and they were able to turn things around with the big hitting, the ball striking of Alicia Parks. And she was so impressive, Parks, in the tough moments she really came through she had the steadiness and the hands of Townsend and she learned from it a huge volley there at three all in the tie break to just edge out in front 
there. Townsend knocking off the forehand volley. That was like a walk in the park for her. But in these important moments, nothing was easy. And what a validation to get such a big title. Townsend's been in a number of finals of late. And to finally get this kind of title was nice to see for the two of them. And this was a late pairing. A late, a late pairing. And they come all the way through, beat four of the top five seeded teams consecutively to take the title. And with that win, our Tay-Tay gets to number five in the world, <laughs> now the top-ranked American women's doubles player across all the globe. Andy Roddick, how about that? Yeah, I, I listen... If you have a problem with Taylor Townsend, I blame you. Uh, just a, a, an absolute joy to be around, you know, coming back uh, after after becoming a mother and being the best she's ever been. Uh, props to Taylor. Way to go. Five of the top 11 women's doubles players in the world, by the way, Americans as well. I mean, you saw right there, five, six, seven, eight, plus Melikar Martinez at 11. I mean, we are doing great there. Sweeping all of Cincinnati with Coco taking the singles title and Taylor and Alicia taking the doubles title. Oh, it's been terrific. And, you know, with uh, Nicole Melikar Martinez in the final as well, you know, you look at American tennis and certainly on the women's side uh, in this case, and you see other players doing well. It just motivates you and it pushes you. It allows you to believe. Golf has been watching some of Pagula and, and some of Townsend uh, at times in doubles. They've been watching her. And it's just fun to see. And it was a joy to call that match. Uh, the excitement, the, the quick forays up at the net. It was just fantastic. So congratulations to Taylor Townsend and Alicia Parks on that win. A little shout out to Desiree Krabchek as well. At a career high eight in the world. But yes, big congrats, Tay-Tay. You're doing your thing. Five in the world and rise looking for that first Grand Slam title. We'll see what happens in New York City. When we come back on TC Live, presented by Cadillac, it is the best TC of the Live best is presented from Cincinnati. by Cadillac. Be iconic. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Roddick Rubin Weissman back on TC Live on a championship Sunday presented by Cadillac. You can check out our own Hall of Famer Tracy Austin on Sirius XM Radio for a U.S. Open preview show starting August 25th on the Sirius XM app. We are just eight days away from the year's final major. And Tennis Channel has you covered with the only pregame show in the biz. It is two hours of fun, interviews, analysis, and predictions starting 9 a.m. Eastern to first ball. Join myself, Chanda, Paul Anacone, John Wertheim, Prakash, and many more all two weeks of the U.S. Open. Time now to see what's trending on social media as we enter the social net. Novak Djokovic certainly trending for that big win over Carlos Alcaraz. But before that, Andy Roddick, how about his jumper? Kind of wet out there, shooting hoops with Andre Rublev. Yeah, listen, it's hard for me to be more impressed with Novak after what I just saw. Uh, so this is like, this is fluff, and it feels like a disservice to what I just saw for the last four hours. Jumper is great, but I'm here for the four-hour wars on the tennis court with Carlos Alcaraz, and I want more of that in New York City. I could never see Novak shoot a basketball again in my entire life. No disrespect, because that's a pretty sweet Jay, but don't care. Give me more of the tennis, Steve. He's pretty well-rounded, well though. I mean, you know, for me, I like a little fluff, you know, okay. every now and then. I don't mind. <laughs> I do. Not tonight. Not tonight. This match was too important, Chanda. Not tonight. All right, all right, Andy. We, we got more fluff for you. We got, we got Tommy Paul warming up for the U.S. Open by doing a little fishing out wow. in the Hamptons. How about this? Oh, my goodness. That's a bluefin tuna, 190 pounds of tuna. What? Is that real? No. That is, that no, is real. So, someone, someone else caught that, and then he went and stood next to it. That's what happened. There's no, like, you can't catch a, you can't catch a fish like that. Like, you lose to Alcaraz three days ago and be like, hmm, I'm going to go okay. catch a 200-pound fish. That, that's not real. He didn't catch it. You just stood next to it, Steve. I'm calling it right now, I mean, Tommy. look at the fishing poles that. behind. Look at, there's, how did they catch that with that? I think all four of them, they oh, may have had, like, four different poles in there, and then you do, you know, like got to wear those straps around your waist as well. I mean, that's 200 need, pounds of fish. I need more information on this. I need I, to see I, some proof. I need something. I, 
I will say that would have been maybe the all-time dumbest way to potentially get hurt before the U.S. Open is trying to reel that thing in. <laughs> pull, pull your back with that. By the way, that's a whole lot of sushi, and you know what they did right after that? They ate that darn fish. Yeah, that happens. <laughs> oh my that's God. like the three of us at Nobu and Indian Wells. I mean, that, that is a nice platter right there. That is, oh yeah, that was a beautiful dinner. I, I'm still, we need to do it again, Andy. I need this in Throw my life it. again. Throw a, throw a cocktail in there. Some good company like the two of you. I am in. In. Tommy Paul, send us some of the leftover tuna. And then, of course, uh, Carlos Alcaraz. H how does he warm up for a big match against Novak Djokovic in the gym? Well, sets up some water bottles, uses a medicine ball, and goes bowling, Chanda. Well, I mean, it's anything to entertain yourself <laughs> at these tournaments, in the locker rooms, in the weight rooms. You know, tennis is not enough. We need to do, we need other, this is cross training. Mm. We need other sports involved. Is that, is that real though? Yeah, okay. his brother was in, the, the whole team was doing it. Okay. Andy, I'm, what I took I'm out of this, the, the competitiveness between these guys. Yeah, you, you look at it and see competitiveness. I look at it and see boredom. <laughs> um, you know, so listen, you're, you're sitting in a little hole before these matches. I said, I, I, I miss a lot of things about tennis. The one thing I do not miss is the waiting. You wait around a lot of times. Like, we thought that, for example, tonight's match, we thought that was going to be over in an hour and 20 minutes. We still had two hours and 20 minutes left on that match. So this is purely passing time, but I like to see him doing it with a little bit of fun, Steve. Never hurt anyone. <laughs> All right, Andy, we are done with the fluff. When we come back on TC Live, <laughs> it is the best of the best. Of course, often imitated, highly anticipated, but never duplicated. See who takes this top spot. Man or woman, we had it all. It's coming up next. Andy Chanda, Steve, back on TC Live. Look at our Cadillac tournament summary. Coco Golf, first teenager with five career titles since our own Caroline Wozniacki did it. Carolina Muchova, welcome to the top ten, making her debut on Monday. And Novak Djokovic, now alone, third most in the open era, 95 career titles. Incredible stuff from Novak Djokovic. Will one of his shots get our top five of the week? Best of the best from the Cincinnati Masters. We start at number five with none other than Angebur. Andy, you love Angebur. Come on. And listen, you know what I like about Angebur the most is the touch, Steve. Look at that little deft one. I would have done horrible, horrible things to be able to hit shots like that. Didn't have that one in my game, Steve. Unfortunate. Feathery, feathery from Angebur. <laughs> little disguise right there. Looking forward to seeing Hold her everyone. in New York City. And then Coco Golf chant at number four. Yeah, and, you know, I think we talked about this. This was a hot point because they had a lot of terrific shots, but in the end, it was Mayar Sharif getting the last word. Golf up at the net, pushing, pushing the envelope there, but nicely reflexed by Sharif. It was one of the highlights of this match, a tougher battle than it looked on the scoreline. At number three, the Chuckster taking on Jordan Thompson back in the first round, Andy. You know, what's not weird is seeing Carlos Alcaraz in the top five list like every single week that he tries to play. And we've, we've run out of superlatives. But the speed is the speed is the speed. It's entertaining, but I also like the soft shot, Steve. That little deft topspin lob when he knows he's got him dead there. Jordan Thompson committed, closed the net, and he said, whoop, pulled the string. Every shot in the bag for Carlito. Set number two. Once again, Carlos Alcaraz, this time against Tommy Paul, Chanda. Yeah, and he's not just in the top five, Alcaraz. He's in there over and over and over again. I mean, he's a, a walking highlight reel at times. And against Tommy Paul, who's also becoming a hot shot guy. But Alcaraz, just another amazing get. Little adjustment there in the wind. I don't know what happened to that ball, Andy. Did the wind take it? Did the court move it? But Alcaraz, he had it regardless. It, it was it was confusing for sure, but listen, it was entertaining nonetheless. <laughs> Carlos, like I, I see your bluefin tuna, but I'm a real in this hot shot. And then at number one, Hubie Hercotch, Stefano Tsitsipas. There's always a shot on this list every week that's completely unnecessary and gratuitous. And Hubie was that guy this week because he could have hit a normal shot, no problem. But he was like, I want Weissman and Chanda talking about me later in the week. So here we go. <laughs> 
<laughs> I think he did say that, actually. Yeah? That's not a joke. I think he did say that. I think he wanted to be on, on TC Live on one of the hot shots. Well, Coco yeah. was, was giving you a shout-out, Chanda, in her interview with Prakash. Said, you picked her yesterday? Said, well, I got it. If, if Chanda believes... That's the only reason she won. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, <that's> it. <laughs> it's the, Ch the Chanda Rubin fan duel pick. Next week on Tennis Channel, we got you covered from Winston-Salem and Tennis in the Land, Cleveland. Some big names. In action there, looking forward to seeing Sloane Stevens, Emma Navarro in Cleveland, Mira Andreeva, the 16-year-old, and then Borna George, Dominic Team, Seb Corda, and more as well in Winston-Salem. In fact, listen, Chanda, we're here in L.A., got a hurricane going on right now. We literally had a 5.0 earthquake earlier today. The tornado of tennis is not done. You're going to be calling a match from Winston-Salem still to come. The tennis isn't over. This day literally has a bit of every single thing in it for us here in L.A. And I'm here for it, Steve. That's, that's why I came into town. So I'm ready. I'm going to tell myself, like, I'm Chanda Rubin, like Coco Golf did. I can do that's this. How, that's how I'm saying it. Yeah. You're a warrior. I'm Coco Golf. You are a warrior. And look, there's another emergency alert that's going on right it now. It is. I don't know exactly what it is. A uh, flood warning right now in Los Angeles. You're safe, Andy Roddick. We, we've got floods. we got hurricanes. we got earthquakes. we got, we got a lot going on out here. Hey, listen, you two look after yourselves, okay? I don't want anything <laughs> happening to either one of you. But I can guarantee you one thing. No disrespect to the match that Chanda's about to call. It will not be the best match that she's watched today. I promise you that. You never know, Andy. You never know. Keep hope alive. I know this. I know this. I know this. I'm, I'm with Roddick on this one. Andy, it's yeah. been a, a spectacular two weeks with you here. Canada, Cincinnati, 14 straight days. Killing it, as always. Hopefully see you during one of the TC Live U.S. Open shows. You're the man, Steve. Love you, Chanda. Thank you. Love it. And I just love how on the final day we are all coordinated. That's right. Look at the colors. Here we are. We're doing it. We're doing it. I, I sent Andy the text. I was like, listen, we got to be thoughtful. But Told him we were wearing the burgundy. He had that on. He did. He had the pay. He knew. He knew. After 14 days, he just knew. <laughs> Winston-Salem is coming up next. Ruben's on the call. Brandon Nakashima and Jason Kubler. You don't want to miss that. For our entire crew here at Tennis Channel, Chanda Rubin, Andy Roddick, I'm Steve Weissman. We appreciate you joining us here on this extended TC Live on Championship Sunday. Congratulations to Coco Golf, biggest title of her career, and what an effort. What a match. Maybe the greatest, best of three sets we have ever witnessed. Novak Djokovic, another title in Cincinnati. Spectacular stuff all week long. We'll see you next time.